Welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back, y'all. We are here with the graphic novelties. We are going to be talking to you about Junji Ito's newest book, Censor. Yes. Censor uh, just came out. I think it came out, uh, at least release in the States, uh, last week. Recent. Yeah, it was, it was fairly recent, like August 17th or something. Yeah. Uh, we got the hardcover. I don't know if there's a soft cover. Hardcover is beautiful. Uh, the synopsis of it, I'll go ahead and read from the book itself, is a woman walks alone at the foot of Mount Sengoku. A man appears saying he's been waiting for her and invites her to a nearby village. Surprisingly, the village is covered in hair-like volcanic glass fibers, all shining a bright gold. That night, as the villagers gaze up at the starry sky, countless unidentified flying objects come raining down on them, an opening act for the terror about to occur. And so on and so forth. On the back it says, did she wander in or was she drawn? This is a cosmic horror UFO, slightly spiritual story from uh, classic horror manga writer Junji Ito. Uh, T, what are your feelings? I thought this was awesome. I love a good horror comic manga-esque yes. thing. So I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, this one was maybe a touch different, in my opinion, from others I've read from him. Primarily because this one took some time to get to the, like, really gross body horror-esque mm -hmm. stuff. That mm -hmm. I'm, I'm usually, like, I'm waiting, like, three pages in, like, all right, where's the grossness? I know it's coming. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm going to be assaulted. Um... <laughs> But this one kind of takes some time. I think what I really, really enjoyed about this one is that it's broken up into chapters. And obviously each chapter is sequential and the chapters progress the story in a direction. But what's cool about it is that each chapter is kind of its own tale in and of itself. Mm -hmm. they're, they're almost, they could easily be independent pieces yeah. of a whole story so they they progress the narrative and what's happening but they're not like this happened so this happened so this happened like each bit almost feels like its own tale um yeah. which is really cool it almost comes off very like folklore um yeah. um like different pieces of folklore kind of woven together and i um on that topic i saw an interview with junji ito i think uh May have been his interview he did with GQ or the interview he did that was like pre-recorded for San Diego Comic Con. Okay, but um, I think it was the GQ GQ one where he specifically was talking about how this story, and he mentions it actually in his afterward too. This story for him started as something else mm -hmm. and then kind of became right. later. Um, and he was talking in the interview about how he, you know, he's getting older and what he's finding is that ideas aren't coming to him as quickly. So he had this idea of the angel hair, the volcanic hair. Right. And he brought it to his editor and kind of brought these other kind of disjointed ideas together. Uh, and they were like, okay, let's make a character piece. And, you know, originally this book was going to focus just on uh, the woman that we meet in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then she eventually becomes a focal point, but not the lens through which the She's story is told. She's not our narrator. Told. Yeah, he, he says in his afterword for this book that... You know, originally it was going to be her, and it was going to be her traveling around and experiencing all these different things. Uh, but instead, it kind of evolved as right. time went on. Um, and yeah, he he's he's aware of the same thing that you're talking about, and <laughs> that the narrative kind of like bounces all over the place. Yeah, but it, it changes. It's cool because it does make room for like that kind of 
Junji Ito type storytelling like the bugs. You know yes. what I mean? Which wouldn't have really fit in otherwise, but exactly. you know, we're seeing it through the lens of these characters that are focused on this story. That was one of the things too that I really <laughs> liked about it being in these chapters is that by being in these like semi-independent chapters, each segment focused on kind of a different type of horror lens. Mm -hmm. You know, the first one where we first are introduced to the woman is sort of like this like natural, um, almost like, like disaster film kind of mm -hmm. vibe of mm -hmm. horror where it's not scary per se. I mean, the last couple pages of the first chapter are pretty creepy. Um, but it's not particularly scary. It's very ominous. It's very mm -hmm. foreboding. It's a different kind of horror versus yeah. I think it's chapter three that, like you said, goes to the bugs, which is just, oh, it's so gross. It reminds me of the the other tale by Junji Ito that's the fish. Yeah, Gyo. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it's he, uh, so ooky. It makes me so uncomfortable. That one definitely <laughs> felt, of all the bits of this, that one definitely felt the more kind of traditional. It felt, it felt very similar to some of his shorter pieces. Yes. Uh, exactly that you would read in some of his like compilations and then but then the second chapter leans heavily into like cults and how mankind is sometimes the villain mm -hmm. when all of these other things are placed before us and so i just liked how by being broken up into these kind of bits of storytelling they were able to talk from very different perspectives of horror but they all were very cohesive and tied together in a in a very like thin thin line and i thought yeah. that was really really cool yes i have so i found i dis i discovered personally for me junji ito like a bit later mm -hmm. in my life i read gyo first gyo was the first one for those who don't know it's about a bunch of walking fish corpses taking over japan um it's disgusting it's gross <laughs> There's like bloated corpses and stuff um, in the whichever collection or print I had also had some short stories in it. Um, so I got to experience some of his shorter fiction, like the one about the holes in the fault. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me get the actual title of that one real quick. Da, 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 da. That one's pretty well. The Enigma known. of Amigara Fault. That's one of his like classics. Yeah. Um, from there, I was eventually gifted Uzumaki. So I read that. And then I've been reading some his most recent short fiction collection to come out in the States. Uh, Venus something. Venus in the eye. Okay. Something. Um, and I was we were actually going to do a graphic novelties about that. And then Censor just slipped in under the radar. <laughs> I was like hanging out on TikTok, I think. And somebody was like, Junji Ito's Censor comes out today. And I was like, what? And I... <laughs> <laughs> immediately went and bought it and so we could talk about it but um you know it nothing has to be added into the 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 narrative of people talking about junji ito being a horror master he's a horror master oh, 100%. but uh, i really dug this one because it was very it is a very different step for him i agree both in one thing he's known for is visuals you know he does horrifying faces really well he does body horror a lot and kind of grotesque things uh he's really good at describing smells and sensations and stuff too but his main kind of draw to his horror is the imagery that he puts on the page um and while this did have its own fair share of horrifying imagery and grotesque imagery especially yeah. with the suicide bugs which were kind of their own thing a lot of the cosmic stuff he did i think was 
a really good example of him being able to do horror that is beautiful. Yes. You know? I agree. Without spoiling too much. And obviously, any graphic novelties is going to have spoilers, possibly. So just be wary. <laughs> uh, but I won't get into too many details. But in one scene, we actually see a character dissolve into, like, giant cells, giant neurons, and float off into space. And the process of him transforming is gross. It's, it's terrifying. It's, it's horrifying. Swollen eyes and swollen tongues and all that and stuff just spiraling out of control. It felt very Uzumaki. But when you really like look at the page of him breaking down into all these things, there's so many different patterns and lines going on and so much different happening. Like it's amazing that somebody fit into this like one panel all these different kind of details stretching around. And kind of a small panel. Yeah. And <laughs> That's amazing. And that's horror as beauty. And when we see the glimpses of like eldritch things, they're all very intricate and wild and terrifying, but still kind of neat and beautiful. Fascinating. Yeah. And and so it's I think this was a really good example of, you know, if you go into something like Gyo, you're going to have a bunch of like swollen fish corpses and <laughs> sh rotting sharks on legs and then eventually like big fat swollen people and stuff like that. Like. You know, you go into something like Uzumaki is another good example of it uh, just because of his use of spirals and stuff like that. But this one I just thought was really cool because it was it was a bit slower paced. Mm -hmm. It was more it fell in line with cosmic horror as a genre really, really well. It was yeah. very s not slow, but more about building the tension and like slow revealing things and it's more creating, of a burn. Creating these intricate lines between folklore and, like, ancestry and, you know, the search for knowledge also being the downfall and the ruin of man and mm -hmm. things like that. There were a lot of very familiar cosmic horror themes, but it wasn't as, like, you know, cutting open the back of a chair to reveal a hole where two people skeletons are and stuff like that, which right. is you know, the common kind of, like, splash page of his stuff. It was a bit more, like, focused on building this world tension. Uh, and it was cool. It was a really, really cool book. It was, like, shockingly spiritual in yeah. ways. And, like, honestly, of the of the Junji Ito stuff that I've read, it was kind of one of the more uplifting. Like, it actually leaves with this kind of, like, yeah positive, there's hope for the world kind of note. There's a light in the darkness. Yeah, and you don't yeah. see that too too often of like especially in cosmic horror <laughs> in in horror in general in cosmic horror yeah it's cosmic like... horror it's usually like cool we've staved off the inevitable doom for a little bit um or you think you've survived great you're still just like a blip on the cosmic yeah. universe <laughs> and yeah that's that's the thing is the great part about cosmic horror is that it's not about a resolution no. It's about a character learning that there are things beyond what we comprehend. Yep. And now, like, they're, they're quote-unquote safe and back home, but that knowledge still exists that that's out there. Yeah. That that is how the universe truly is. You'll never go back to who and, you were. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's all about learning. And, you know, in this, our main character that we see most of it through is a journalist. He's being set upon by all these strange happenings surrounding this woman and he's just curious to find out more but he's having to resist the urge to fall full headlong into it yep you know there's themes of obsession of stalking of identity of perception uh the whole idea of you know i think therefore i am mm -hmm. 
And then the inverse of that or the expansion of that, wherein the idea that the universe only exists because you're aware that it exists. Right. Um, which is an interesting thought. And it's just, it fit really well in the tone of cosmic horror. It was really cool seeing him take that and put it on the page with his signature style. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great read. It was one of the less grotesque Junjitos that I've, I've come across, yeah. which if you are a little bit on the queasy side, this might be a good option for yeah. you if you want to yeah. experience a Jinji Ito, but you're like, I don't know that I could deal with the bloated fish corpses. <laughs> yeah. Totally understandable. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a ton <laughs> of that kind of stuff. The and third chapter is a little rough. Yeah, the, the suicide bugs is a little rough. And I, I think that was the third chapter. I'm pretty sure it was the third chapter. Because that was after he experienced her with the... Yeah. But yeah, there's cults, there's stalkers... There's weird fudge science. There's yep. Japanese folklore adjacent things. Uh, like I said, there's quasi spirituality in here. Um, and then giant looming eldritch deities yeah. out in the distance, just at the edge of perception. Uh, and somehow it all works together. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I, I saw an interview where he was talking about it. it is a bit disjointed. It I don't know the printing structure of this, but I know a lot of manga gets printed in uh in like chunks in magazines right um i don't know if this one did but i assumed it did because they do like recaps at the beginning of each chapter basically uh so i just kind of assumed reading comics serials is long enough you know you're kind of used to that but yep uh if you're somebody that doesn't really read floppies it might be a little bit disjointing but just move past it it's it's worth it absolutely just understand that these might have been printed uh it's also one of the shorter junji itos because i think uh uzumaki is like a big thick boy yeah it's a big book pretty i don't have gyo anymore but i'm pretty sure it was pretty big pretty thick and this one's kind of quick um really incredible i don't know what else to say yeah it was very very good (laughs) junji ito is uh like i said he's a master no more needs to be said about this but if you're like me and you didn't know this was coming out and it kind of flew under your radar pick it up really excited for the uzumaki adult swim show that's supposed to be happening that was supposed to happen this year and is now happening next year uh that's gonna be awesome and terrible yeah i just i can't (laughs) i can't get enough i need more so that's gonna do it for us today if you want more Cover B in terms of more graphic novelties or our real extras or just our day-to-day episodes, you can find those on our website, CoverBPodcast.com. We are also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we are doing our best to update those on a regular basis. Yes. And we're going to have our next episode out for you on Thursday. Yeah, we're changing up the release schedule, so we'll be releasing on Mondays and Thursdays. Yes. So, surprise! Here's new content! Yay! And we will get back to you with more comics, more good stuff on the next episode of Cover Me. Have a good one, y'all. Bye, folks! Bye!